Hello, church leaders. Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, the podcast that provides support to church leaders so their church can thrive. Today, we're beginning a short series on how your church can actually become healthier in a post-pandemic world. We're your hosts, Carrie and Becky Holton. Hey, hon. Recently, Becky forwarded a post to me from Carrie Newhoff that we both thought was so insightful, right, babe? Absolutely. Yeah. As churches are coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic and therefore have the opportunity to reset in many ways, we decided that we wanted to use his post as a sort of launching pad for two or three podcast episodes. So today, we are beginning a series entitled, Four Ways to Improve the Post-Pandemic Church. Yes, I I thought that was such an insightful and thought-provoking post that Carrie Newhoff wrote, didn't you? Yes, I did. I certainly did. He entitled it, The Coming Church Split. Now, that's some title, isn't it? I'll say. Newhoff introduced that post by saying that if you look more carefully right now, you can see that as the post-pandemic world takes shape, there's an emerging divide between churches that are well-positioned for the future and churches that just aren't. He talked about what he saw as an impending church split. But the split, he said, is between churches that will be effective in accomplishing their mission and churches that won't be. And that's significant. Right. Significant. It it was a very poignant post. It was. And and alarming. It was startling. Yes. Yeah. And insightful. It was good. We've used all of these adjectives to describe that post. I mean, it just was clarifying and spot on. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, we might say, first of all, that all of our listeners may not be familiar with that name, Carrie Newhoff. Shoot, I couldn't even say it. (laughs) I know. uh, The spelling is, is, well, is different. Yeah, it is. So let me take just a moment to introduce him to our listeners who may not know who we're talking about. Newhoff has a podcast, and he writes a blog on leadership, well, church leadership in particular. He's a former lawyer. And he is the founding pastor of Conexus Church in Barrie, Ontario. Oh, I didn't realize he was from Canada. Yeah, he is. He's Canadian. Okay. And that church in Barrie, Ontario is a multi-site church with three locations reaching over 1,500 people every weekend. And, you know, honey, before we get into this series on ways the church can improve in a post-pandemic world, I wish you'd let me say something to our listeners who may be concerned that we read blogs and listen to podcasts from those who are not of our fellowship. You think that'd be okay if I did that? Mm -hmm. If I kind of got up on a little soapbox and said a few things? Timer's running. Okay. (laughs) Well, there may be some church leaders out there who may wonder why we listen to people who are not associated with churches of Christ and even why they should countenance suggestions and recommendations from us in this podcast when we get some of the material from church leaders, such as Carrie Newhoff, for example, who may not share our religious background. Right. And I would say we believe, and we would hope that our listeners believe this as well, that we followers of Jesus should pursue truth wherever we find it. And from whomever offers it. 
Yes, truth is truth, no matter who verbalizes it, no matter who proclaims it. And I would hope that church leaders and churches all across the country would cultivate this desire to pursue truth wherever it leads. This is one of the founding principles of our movement, by the way. That's right. You know, that we would go to the Bible to discover the truth, truth that was important to us, and that we would go wherever it led us. That's principle, foundational founding. Foundational principle. And let's affirm, honey, that there are people out there who, while they do not share our religious background, who may not be part of our movement, not part of our fellowship in the churches of Christ, they nonetheless care as much for the health and growth of their church as we do. Yes, and so we have that in common. We care about the future of our church family, and we can learn from others. We hope that whatever we hear or read, that, you know, we're able to use discernment, that we can eat the meat and spit out the bones, and that we're able to separate good or valuable information from that which is unsound or invalid from a biblical perspective. But we should be open, in our opinion, to listen to anyone, to learn from anyone. You know, hon, that reminds me of an illustration that I may have shared before, but it's just so part of my memory. I want to share it now, if you don't mind. One of my mentors, as you know, was Dr. Raymond C. Kelsey at Oklahoma Christian. Probably a mentor for both of us. Yes, and for a lot of other people, too. And even though it's been over 40 years since I heard him say this, I still remember it. I think we were in a Bible class, and there were a group of young preachers in this Bible class, and he had made a reference to some interpretation of a passage which he got from someone who was not in our fellowship. In fact, someone who was way beyond our fellowship in something very different. He was trying in this statement to encourage us young preachers, well, young preacher wannabes really, to show a willingness to listen to anyone. And here's what he said, and I can just hear him saying it almost word for word. He said, you know, I can learn something from anyone. And that statement made such an impression on me. Well, of course, he had gotten his advanced degree in the New Testament from a seminary that was not associated with our particular fellowship. And he had read from theologians and Bible scholars of all different stripes. And he had learned by experience that others, even though not part of our fellowship, could teach us a lot. And I think that's a lesson that we all need to take to heart is that we can learn something from anyone, especially from those who want to know what the Bible teaches and who have a love for Jesus and who want to see their church grow. I think it comes from a posture of humility to have that attitude. You know, I remember something very different about him. I remember his teachings, but I also remember going to their house, you and I and our our young son, who wasn't even two, and this well-learned, respected, all-over-the-world book author man lay down in the floor with our not-two-year-old son and would put blocks, build them up, and let our son knock them over, Mm -hmm. over and over and over. And I think that demonstrated to me the posture that he had not only toward young children and the value that they bring, but others. He just respected people and believed that he could learn from them. And I am so glad you and I had him as a mentor. Oh, me too. That helped shape some of our thinking. And 
I, I guess we could talk about this all day, but we probably better go back to what this episode is all about and its ways to improve the post-pandemic church. And wouldn't you like to hear what he'd have to say today about yes, that? <laughs> yes, I certainly would. Well, I think you're right. We better move on. So why don't you share the first way with us, the first way that we might improve the post-pandemic church? All right. Uh, the first way that we want to suggest the post-pandemic church can improve is to decide to become a fully hybrid church. Okay. Hybrid church. Well, why don't you share with our listeners what you mean by that? Hybrid church. Well, you have to plug the building. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This is a term I think that's gaining in currency today in church leadership circles. A hybrid church is one that that uh, is the traditional face-to-face, in-person, meet-in-the-church-building church, as well as a church that has a digital presence. In this recommendation, we're just encouraging church leaders to make the decision once and for all that they will have an online presence, that they will seek to engage a lost world digitally. Good. Well, we have said a lot about this in earlier podcasts. We have. The truth is that the disruption of 2020 and beyond catapulted every church into the digital age, whether its leaders were ready or not. And the pivot to online ministry is not just a technological change. I think it's also a philosophical change. Oh, that's very true. And maybe that's why we're having trouble with that, is not realizing how deep this could be this change is because as the post-pandemic world becomes a greater reality for a growing number of church leaders, you know, as churches are beginning to open up again and uh, many church leaders are wondering if they should continue to expend money and effort in that digital space. You know, they had to stream their worship services or their Bible classes or their kids program in 2020 during the pandemic when their church doors were necessarily closed. But now that the pandemic is waning in many places and in-person worship and classes are possible again, they're wondering if they can and should go back to the days when their church did not have an online digital presence. It's a good question. It's a good question. And honey, I think in truth, for a lot of church leaders, online church, online worship, online Bible study groups, online small groups, lie somewhere between a necessary evil and unfortunate necessity or something they offer that's an option for people who can't get to the building for the real thing. It's kind of on a continuum there. It's just bad news or it's a good thing. Yeah, I think there may be some churchers who think that it's just not the real thing. Right, and that it's bad. Well, in all likelihood, honey, those church leaders are going to have a very difficult future ahead of them. Uh, Like it or not, we are living in the digital age, and effective churches, growing churches, adapt to that change. And I think that's what Carrie Newhoff was saying that the essentialness of this. I think we believe that there's a smaller group of church leaders, however, who are fully embracing a hybrid church model. Um, we are in touch with some and know of some, and they're deciding to become 100% physical in person and 100% digital. They see digital not as an accommodation, but as both a real ministry and a real opportunity, more importantly. Dare we say that forward-thinking church leaders realize that the best answer to the question, 
should ministry be digital or physical is yes. Absolutely. And I mean, let's be real here. Almost everyone lives in a digital physical world. You order your groceries on your phone and then walk to a coffee shop in person to pick up an Americano that you might have ordered on your phone, Mm -hmm. but you pick it up and then you text your best friend only to put down your phone and chat with your daughter in real life in the kitchen who shows you a YouTube video that she finds hilarious. I mean, this is life. And and somewhere in there, you might even make a bank deposit on your phone. Mm -hmm. We are guessing it is our listeners live as well, because not just what we're explaining that's like for us sometimes, because well, you're listening to this podcast online. That's a good point. Hello. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. I mean, if you live a fully hybrid life and the people you are trying to reach live hybrid lives, why wouldn't you want your church to fully embrace a hybrid ministry that seamlessly slips between physical and digital presence and work on how to make it seamless and connected and good? just like the rest of our lives are. Good question, rhetorical though it may be. Though it may be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honey, I was reading not long ago about a church on the West Coast that had listeners to their online streaming worship services in Iowa. And those Iowa listeners decided that they needed to be baptized. So they sent photos of family members who were being baptized in their bathtub to the church on the West Coast that they were listening to every Sunday morning. It was as if the church in California had an extension of their church in Iowa, and it was all due to their online and digital presence. Now, what do you think about that? Shut the front door is what I think. that's right. I mean, well, we've heard of Doctors Without Borders. How about Churches Without Borders? Yeah, baby, Churches (laughs) Without Borders. Let's bring it on. I like that idea. I mean, isn't that the coolest thing ever, sending a picture of family members being baptized in a pool or a bathtub? Sure. Because a church chose to be hybrid. Yes. Well, I think we talked about this earlier, that no longer does worship need the right place, meaning a church building. Now, the place may be not only the church building for in-person, face-to-face worship. Now, also someone's living room or a park or wherever one could pick up a strong Wi-Fi signal. That could be the place for worship. <laughs> right, right. And we're and you'll notice we're not saying one or the other. It's inclusive. It's both. Right, right. Technology has just changed our lives, like it or not. Uh, and churches can embrace rather than resist those changes. In fact, we have to. We can make the most of the opportunities that technology has made possible and that the recent pandemic has sort of, well, it's kind of forced us into it and we can accept it or we can resist it. True that. So what do you say we save recommendations two, three, and four for our later podcasts? What do you think? I think so, or we might have to go online and order groceries for people that are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might. Okay, well, why don't we review what we have said today before we close. One way, one area in which church leaders can improve their church post-pandemic is to decide, once and for all, to become a fully hybrid church. To become a church that has both a physical and a digital presence. To not resist the digital world, but to fully embrace it. And to begin to see the opportunities for more people to meet and come to know and follow Jesus as a result of this new technological tool. 
Let's call it a wrap. What do you say on this episode? Sounds good. And let's encourage our listeners to join us again next week when we plan to continue this series, Four Ways to Improve the Post-Pandemic Church. And as always, church leaders, we would love to get your feedback on the content we share here. Just send your comments and or questions to holton.carry at gmail.com. Next week, we will plan to return with a brand new episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we try really hard to take the perplexity out of being a church leader. 